Hi guys, welcome back to the Shannon Show podcast. Today's episode is going to be a review of Love Island 2019, the reunion, finally wrapping up Love Island 2019. I think personally this reunion has actually been quite good compared to the other seasons. Usually it's quite boring. I feel like, again, they could have juiced it up a bit more, could have made it a bit more juicier, but I feel like in respect to the other reunions, I feel like this one was quite juicy. Obviously at the beginning, we see the the very highly produced snippet of the finalists getting their phones back and turning them on, quotation mark, live. And then we see them coming back to the airport and some of them getting greeted by their family. So we see Maura's family there, we see Amber's family there, we see Molly's family there. And then it skips back to the studio. Ian, honestly, he's such a joker. I feel like Ian would actually make a better host than Caroline. To be fair to Caroline, she did start off like very awkward and very cold and came off quite frosty. Like she wasn't really bouncing off Ian's jokes. Like I could tell Ian was really trying to like bounce off of her. Like when he went to hug her, she was like not really trying to hug him. I don't know whether it's because she just doesn't like hugs or she's got a skin condition, but she clearly just doesn't like hugs from people. But for the rest of the night, I feel like she's done better than what she usually does. What I will say is that it's very clear that the Botox that she had at the beginning of the series has dissolved very quickly and it's very telling. So the first kind of nostalgic feel we get is Lucy and Joe sitting together Obviously, they were kind of like, other than um, Amy and Curtis, they were like the first kind of couple. Obviously, they had a turbulent time. Well, the short time that they had together was quite turbulent. They're sitting next to each other. They're saying that they're just friends, but they've kissed each other. So I guess maybe they're trying to explore that again after Joe blasted her on Twitter. So that's quite interesting that they're actually getting back together. Obviously, Caroline's already come in with the tea. The tea this this reunion has been very hot. Caroline kind of, you know, spills a little tea. She she asked Lucy about this tweet that she liked. And basically the crux of the tweet was basically saying like, Tommy's gonna regret not being with Lucy when he gets out. Like he's gonna like regret what he missed out on. Lucy tries to play it off as she was just going through liking liking comments. She wasn't really reading what they were saying. She was just liking the positive comments. And so she'll get more positive comments than negative. I call utter bullshit on that because the tweet clearly said Tommy at the beginning. So she would have seen Tommy and I'm, I don't... If it said her name on it first, if it said like Lucy first, okay. Well, the tweet said... Tommy is missing out. She read that. She liked it. She forgot that she's in. She forgot that she was sleeping in Joe's bed that night, and it got over her head because she obviously still has feelings for Tommy. Obviously, she plays it off. You know, her face really says it all. Joe's sitting next to her. It's awkward. We already know they're arguing back at the hotel that they're staying at. I don't know if Joe and Lucy will last. If they're going to rekindle their friendship. I already said my piece about Joe early in the podcast and how I felt about his behaviour. I still stand by that. But, you know, Lucy's her own woman. She can choose to date who or mess around with who she who she chooses. 
I'm kind of thinking that she's kind of gone back to Joe because obviously now she's got a million followers. Like everyone kind of knows who she is. Like she's she's not famous, famous, but you know she's going to the Tesco's and people are looking at her. She's at that kind of stage of exposure. So obviously she can't really really date a normal person, really. So it's one of those things where you kind of have to date people within like your circle. Joe is there, he's available, so she's probably thinking, I'm lonely, let me just hook up with Joe for a bit. But I don't think that will last very long. I still think there's going to be loads of arguments between them and they'll eventually call it, call it quits. There'll, some, there'll be some tweets, there'll be some tabloids out there. That's how I feel like their relationship is going to go. But what do you think? Are there any still, is there any juicy stands out there that are hoping that they're going to work and they're going to last? Or do you feel like it's not going to last very long? Then it's Amy, Maura and Curtis on the couch. Not everybody gets on the couch, but yeah, they're on the couch. First it's Amy by herself. She kind of admits that she was being a bit dramatic. I've already said my piece on the prior podcast, she was being hella dramatic. But she didn't admit to being possessive though. And Caroline didn't really ask her those questions either, which I thought was quite interesting. Caroline also asked Amy if she was surprised that Maura and Curtis made it to the final. Again, I call bullshit on that. She's lying. Like, even everyone was surprised that Maura and Curtis made it to the final instead of Bell and Anton. Like, everyone thought that. So that's how I know. That's why I'm calling bullshit on that. I definitely still think that when Amy left the house, she definitely thought that she had um, finished Curtis's game and that he was going to be out. Whether he followed her out or whether he was voted out, she probably thought that he wasn't going to last very long as soon as she left. So then Curtis and Maura join her on the stage. Curtis and Amy, they say that they hope that they all can be friends. Maura is kind of like just sitting there very awkward. She says that herself, yeah, it's kind of awkward. I don't think they're all gonna be friends. I'm also surprised that Karen, Caroline didn't kind of rehash the whole situation, how Maura basically said that she went for Curtis because Amy wasn't her friend and even after Amy called her out she still kind of said and what she wasn't my friend or the fact that after that speech that she gave and she was like when she was saying that bogus speech about her not wanting to see her feeling upset that her friend was that a girl is heartbroken that speech or whatever even though she left she still started cracking on with him within 24 hours of her leaving that wasn't brought up either which I thought again very interesting I think maybe they're just being very hypersensitive with the whole mental health safeguarding thing and they thought that maybe bringing that up would trigger Amy so they just didn't want to do it. Caroline also asked Curtis if he would have pied Amy but basically if he still would have pied Amy if there wasn't a cashier or more. Curtis said that he would have eventually and that eventually it would have happened. I'm 50-50 on that because I feel like Curtis would have allowed himself to be controlled and controlled and possessed by Amy because she had her claws stuck in him and he would have just endured it for the whole time, especially if they were doing, especially if perhaps after, uh, especially if they weren't in the bottom all the time. But then again, if they were constantly being in the bottom, maybe he would have thought to change his game plan. So that's why I'm kind of in two minds of whether he would have stayed or not. I think obviously with Casa and Moore, the main, the main thing, the main influence I think of him breaking up with Amy is because he actually had time apart where he could actually 
actually be away from her and the feeling of not being with her was so much better than being with her that he realised that he just needed to lock off the relationship. And the only reason why he got back together with Kasser, with her after Kasser Amor was because he didn't have any options. And what's interesting is that even though he, she asked that question, she didn't kind of inquire why he got back together with her after Kasser Amor, even though he's now admitting that he was always going to break up with her and was he in fact using her. So again, the questions are juicier than they usually are, but again, they're not digging as deep as they could. Like most of the couples, they say, more and Curtis say that they have started to get closer as they've been out the villa, uh, they've been out the show and that they're getting stronger every day and basically they think they're gonna last. I've already said in my prior podcast, I don't think they're gonna last. I think Maura definitely is not attracted to Curtis. I'm not even sure if Curtis is even attracted to Maura, to be honest. I think if they stay together more than a month, it's going to purely be for show and to prove that they actually do like each other, quotation marks. And yeah, I think Maura really just wants to live her best life. So I think if Maura is smart, she will dump him. I feel like she knows that she doesn't really need Curtis. I feel like she'd just, you'd get the same amount of money, if not more money, without Curtis doing her PR things. So yeah, I feel like Maura just needs to ditch Curtis. Is there anyone who actually thinks that Curtis and Maura generally like each other? And if you think that, why do you think that? Then we get a little snippet of Tom, who basically says that he regrets the whole mouth comment and that he would, if he was there, if he could do it again, he wouldn't have said it. Obviously, um, I believe him because obviously that is essentially what fucked up his game. That is essentially the comment that sent him home. But hey, it made good TV, but only for more. Like, I literally forgot about Tom, to be honest. I only remembered him when I saw him on the screen. He's easily forgettable. Next on the couch was India and Ovi. They're still together. So obviously by now, he, he knows that she is a sex worker or has a background in sex work. And they're sticking together. So it obviously wasn't a big deal to him. We see a kind of like overly produced snippet of them. Ovi goes and cooks for India's friends. India goes and watches him play basketball. On the couch, Ovi kind of says that he still doesn't get the amount of the support that he's getting. I would say maybe the extent of support, but I feel like for him to kind of, um, I feel like, um, maybe he's he could be saying like the extent of support like if he's just saying like support as in just like support period I feel like perhaps maybe he's kind of playing humble because everyone has gone on that show for exposure he went on that show for exposure he didn't go on that trying to find a woman obviously finding somebody is a perk but everyone now in 2019 is trying to go on Love Island to get some exposure and make some money over the summer and I feel like Ovi like it's okay to back yourself publicly there's nothing wrong with backing yourself publicly and admitting that yeah you're that guy and people should love you they both say that they're going exclusive now I've already said I don't think they will last because everybody because Ovi is a is a very um, hotly sought after man not only as the average women going to be after him the celebrities are going to be after him too so I feel like perhaps that will even if he doesn't it would definitely even if he doesn't fall for the temptation 
I feel like he will eventually break up with India to be able to explore the female attention that he has. Or perhaps India might feel... India might not like the amount of attention that he's getting and feel... um, And might want to break up with him and may feel like it would be beneficial for her to be with somebody else who doesn't have as much female attention. But what do you guys think? Do we feel like India and Ovi are going to last? And... Do we actually want them to last? Do we want to see Ovi with somebody else? Honestly, I don't have anything against India. I can see Ovi with somebody else. I'm not going to lie. Next, we see Anton and Belle, but they haven't been upgraded to the couch. They're just in the audience. What is very surprising to me and what stuck out to me was that Anton and Belle were very quiet when Caroline went up to went up to like ask them questions. They were very quiet and I'm thinking maybe they've been humbled by the backlash because I know there was a lot of backlash towards Anton for like unfollowing Molly and making comments to the papers and a lot of people felt like he was kind of inciting bullying. I feel like a lot more people are kind of saying that the amount of hate that Molly is getting is you know unnecessary and unwarranted and I feel like him coming out at that time and saying those comments to the press just kind of like was not the right maybe two weeks ago people might have been on his side but to do that in the storm of this whole everyone's being unnecessarily harsh to Molly May didn't do him any favors and I'm I'm pretty sure I, I I could see there was a lot of backlash towards him and he probably just got like humbled by the amount of attacks he was getting from Molly May and Tommy supporters that he just thought it'd be best not to cause a scene and not to have the attention or the spotlight on them because Belle, Belle was very quiet I was surprised that Belle didn't say anything what are you guys thinking why do you think they were very quiet or do you feel like perhaps maybe they were warned by the producers to like not cause any problems what do we think was going what why do you think that they were quite quiet caroline asked like the same old questions like how are you guys how you met the family blah 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 but what we what we all really care about was the comment that she said and i can't and i can't believe they actually did it but they basically asked anton about the whole molly unfollowing situation the producers knew that was too juicy of a storyline to just ignore anton basically says that he has no hard well at first he says that he's got no hard feelings for molly but he unfollowed her because they weren't friends in the villa and they hardly spoke and that it wasn't actually him who followed her in the first place it was his management but he insists that he has no issues with Molly May. Molly is given an opportunity to say something. Molly is very calm and basically says that she has no issues with Anton and that she was surprised because she thought that they were friends. Somehow, Anton is triggered and he just starts getting irate and he starts saying, no, we weren't friends, we hardly spoke. Like, you can agree there was times when we'd be in the same room and we wouldn't say anything to each other. Molly, she's just saying, well, I didn't know that we weren't friends. And then this is just making Anton angry. And I'm just like, if it's not that serious, how you made it out to be in the beginning, why are you getting angry? And I just feel like he was, Molly being calm about it was aggravating him. And I just feel like this this all goes back to that he's pressed that Molly May didn't choose him. And he also said that he didn't unfollow Molly because 
um, she voted for him and that resulted and he and he blames her for them not being in the final but he said that in the newspaper so I'm just like so what is the truth like you're clearly pressed but you're saying that you're not so but what do you guys think why do you think Anton was so pressed about Molly saying that they thought that they were friends why do you think he's so he was so pressed about it to kind of like argue it when he himself said that there wasn't any issues between them. Next is Danny and his exes, who are Yawande and Arabella, who are later joined by his current girlfriend, Jordan. Yawande came with all the shade. She didn't really want to hug him. When they were talking about, oh, have you guys spoke? Danny said yes, and Yawande was like, no, we haven't. Like, we've just seen each other, but we haven't really spoke. Like, this is the first time that we spoke. Very petty, if I do say so myself. I don't think Yawande is wrong for being petty or spiteful, to be honest. Danny basically says that he hopes that they could be friends and that, you know, them not being friends would be a waste of a friendship. But Yawande basically says, nah, like, I don't really feel anything for you. Like, I'm happy to carry on living my life without you. Like, you're not... An important factor in my life. Arabella also kind of calls Danny out for the fact that he was selling her all of these dreams and then within like 24 hours he was cracking on with some new bird and like basically flinging her to the side. Back to kind of um your one day kind of still kind of being slightly on beef with Danny and being very petty and spiteful. I think that your one day is is entitled to feel like entitled is entitled to feel any type of way by this time I probably would have let it go, but I, I wouldn't have been friendly and been like, yeah, we can be friends and cool and that. But at the same time, this guy sold her, sold her a dream, sold her a dream, lied to her face, and then not only did he pie her on TV, but he kicked her out of the, the villa. He ended her time on the villa. And we, we all know the more time you spend in the villa, the more followers you have, and the more money you stand to make luckily yeah one day she still has a big following um she has a lot of engagement so she's going to still be making a lot of money but imagine if she had stayed perhaps as long as danny stayed she would have been i don't know how many followers she's on right now but she would have been at least on like a mil point something and making a lot more money than uh, making maybe not a lot but she would have been making more money than she is right now and Danny is the one who stole that away from her. So I think she's she's definitely entitled to feel whatever type of way about Danny. Danny, trash, she says like, oh, he had no idea how his feelings were going to change, blah, 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 shut up. Anyway, then Jordan comes on the show. Then Jordan comes on the seat, yeah? And people start booing, yeah? So pr production already trying to like telling, telling Caroline on earpiece, like wrap it up, wrap it up. So then... They basically say how they're dating, that they dropped the L word, which again, I think is very suspicious. And, you know, Jordan basically says, she's gone on a lot of shows and said the same thing. Like she's just recycling the same statement. But basically she just kind of says that, you know, I wasn't on the show at the same time of the these girls. I don't think that there should be any like animosity or bad feelings between us. And, you know, I've spoken to them and, uh, my feelings are that everything was fine. That in itself is very suggestive, very loaded and very coded and is suggesting that the other girls or specifically Yawande has a problem with her because she's dating Danny like Danny is some fucking prize. And after she said that, she looked 
at your one day and it was that that was a messy look that she gave you one day basically insinuating that your one day perhaps had been cold or frosty or unfriendly towards her or that she was perhaps trying to extend an olive branch and she wasn't taking it your one day has no obligation to get to know you or be friends with you like it's not that serious second of all it's messy and second of all why are you being messy there's like for who for Danny of all people and second of all I not even second of all whatever number it is of all I don't even know why she's sticking with Danny like she's a pretty girl like she could she could bag herself a rich man and be living her best life trying to like instead of being with Danny and trying to like take all the scraps of PR that they can together like level up sis and stop being messy did we think that jordan was trying to be messy there i definitely clocked that and after that was a segment about curtis and tommy's bromance i've already said my piece on the bromance the bromance was dry the driest bromance that they've that there's ever been since the season has since love island had started so i don't really care to speak on that then it's jordan and anna again they didn't really upgrade to the couch era they were just in the audience I don't know what Jordan was wearing. He was wearing like all black and then a white belt like it was 2010. I don't know what the hell he was wearing. Anyway, Anna basically says that it's over. Jordan basically says that he wants her to be friends. I feel like Anna and Jordan both still have feelings for each other. But because of the embarrassment that Jordan has bestowed upon Anna, that she would never take him back. She does kind of allude to the fact that Jordan was like trying it on her. She was saying like, oh, you were grabbing me up the other day. And he was saying like, no, I wasn't, no, I wasn't. And then they start arguing and then like they just get cut off a mess. Then it's Tommy and Molly. We get to see Molly go back to her family. Tommy isn't actually there with her. But then Molly goes and meets Tommy at his boxing gym. And they have like a boxing session together. And I just feel like they should have evened out her lips before all of these close-up shots. They should have evened out the filler. It's the same mold. They say that they're stronger outside of the house and they're close and that they're gonna they think that he's they're they're the ones for each other. I definitely think that they're going to have the longest relationship out of all of the couples on this season. Caroline also kind of asked molly her what her say is on the whole unfollowing situation because anton was just like just chatting a load of shit and like not really being very coherent in the point that he was trying to say molly basically says that you know she she was surprised you know anton is entitled to like unfollow whoever he wants to unfollow but she was surprised in that she thought that he was he was her friend and that you know he, she still thinks, you know, that she's a friend to him. But if he doesn't think that she's a friend to him, then that's okay. So she basically came off as this sweet angel. And I could tell that Anton was just, was steaming inside. Obviously, it was a massive pole. It was a massive pole situation. I think, um, I can't remember all of them. But I know it was between the whole Catherine Moore situation with Michael and Amber, Anna and Jordan... And then the whole Mora. Oh no, it was Mora and Mora and Tom situation when he said, "You um, let's see if she's all mouth." And then um, Amy basically telling Curtis that she loved him even though he was breaking up with her. And I thought that Anna and Jordan's moment was the OMG moment. Obviously, they won. I definitely think that was the best one of the best moments in the season. I think Amber and Michael. That was. 
that was a good moment but it wasn't really omg because we knew we knew what our michael was gonna do but we didn't know we didn't know jordan was gonna um do anna like that now i'm just thinking that i wished anna and jordan have stayed like especially for like the whole meet the family thing imagine if they were together if they had stayed they're not together and then anna's sister came in you know for the whole meet the parents thing and obviously anna's sister had cussed jordan online so i feel like that would have been very entertaining and then also the final dates as well again that just would have been super entertaining and I feel like it's a shame that they went at that time. So next, it's Amber and Greg, and they've been paired with Michael and Joanna, which I personally think is quite rude. I feel like as the winners, they should have been entitled to have their own slot on the couch. I think that was very messy from the producers and very desperate from the producers. First thing Caroline asks is like how Amber and Michael are doing. And Amber basically says that she's good, like she's she won the show and she's got a man, so she's she good. Michael and Joanna admit that they kiss, but they said they're not dating because they're quite busy with their PR stuff. And I think that was probably an honest answer, like, because most of them, if they're really serious about getting this money, there's no time for a relationship, really. But I think them insinuating that they're back together is def definitely a PR strategy from both of them. Obviously, a newspaper said that Amber said it was weird, Joanna and... Michael getting back together and you know she said that yeah that's what I said like I said what I said like obviously it's weird he's gone to Joanna then he went back to me and then when I said no he went back to Joanna like it's weird because it is and she also said that Joanna shouldn't trust him which is true tea. Caroline also asked Greg if he was secretly wishing that Amber and Michael would break up and I feel like that was just a silly and pointless question to ask like he came in when they were broken up, so I just don't understand what was even the point of that question. He he basically says no. And then he basically says how him and Michael are friends and how he's this good guy and he doesn't deserve all of like the hate that he's getting. My man Greg, I'm gonna have to disagree. Like I already said, Michael is trash and he he maybe he might he doesn't deserve like obviously I'm not here for like people sending people death threats or whatever, but I feel like the criticism is warranted. Yeah, he apologised. And I feel like at least Michael did apologise. Like some of the other trash members of the trash societies didn't even apologise apologize properly like Jordan or Danny. I don't know if Jordan apologised properly yet, but Danny definitely didn't apologise. Um, even though he apologised, he's still trash and he's, gonna con he's definitely going to continue that trash behaviour. And I feel like a lot of people are kind of like coddling him. Like I've seen him on your one day snap a lot like meeting up with your one day and I'm just like Did you guys see what I see like I know we only saw an hour but the behavior was there plain and clear so obviously Michael was on his nice guy Michael now but you know bad guy Michael was gonna make an appearance sooner or later Amber was making a face as he as Greg was saying all of this nice stuff about Michael and I'm with Amber I feel like Amber definitely sees through the bullshit and that's why Michael hasn't really been active in any of Amber's snaps. Caroline also asked if there will be double dating and Amber shuts that down real quick. Then we kind of see a snippet of Greg visiting Amber's family. You know, we see them being very welcoming and then we see like a kind of snip of, of them together in Amber's room. Amber's room looks really nice and very clean. Like it looks like it's just been done up. Like the bed frame looks fresh out the packet. So I definitely think that 
her room got done up for her for free. They both kind of say that it hasn't sunk in, that they've won. And yeah, definitely, I feel like even they thought that Molly and Tommy were gonna win. They basically say they're gonna be sensible with their money. That's what we like to hear, investing investing their money well. But honestly, that's just the beginning of the money they're gonna they're going to start to make, especially Amber. Amber is making pee like I just hope that Amber has a good management and a good lawyer so that she isn't getting bumped off like you know I've heard stories about how like they're trying to bump off like POC and black and mixed race influencers getting less than their white counterparts so I hope that she's getting the coin that she deserves if she does then I, I definitely think by the end of the year potentially Amber could be a millionaire maybe not the end of this year but like three, 365 days I definitely think Amber has the potential to be a millionaire. She also says she's got no regrets because obviously she won. Whatever she did, it made her the winner. But she also says that looking back, that she does think that she said some things that were a bit harsh. I think probably notably the whole Callum situation when he said, when she said that he looked, he was old and that he didn't suit the glasses. So on Twitter, um, Mostly, I feel like it's kind of like 20, 80% of Twitter is basically saying that Anton is bogus and that he clearly just doesn't like Molly because he said that there was, he has no issues with her, but it's obviously clear that he doesn't like Molly and that his reasoning for unfollowing her was also bogus because he follows loads of people from Casa Amor, um, the boys from Casa Amor, he obviously didn't see, but he still follows them. So you know, what's the truth kind of thing. And a lot of people are saying that, you know, he was trying to humiliate Molly May and that he was being unnecessarily rude to Molly May. And then kind of 20% of Twitter are kind of seeing, well, what I'm kind of seeing, it's just a small snippet what I'm seeing, are saying like that Anton was entitled to unfollow Molly and that Caroline was out of order for bringing it up and trying to like start something between them. And that, uh, yeah, Anton was entitled to it and unfollow Molly but what do we think about the whole situation there is a lot more support for Molly May it's quite dramatic how things have turned around a lot of people are saying that the hate is unwarranted and that they love Molly May and that they're wishing her success a lot of people are basically saying how she shouldn't even worry about Anton because she's got like a successful future she's got a million likes on her latest photo on Instagram so in a if, if a, that's an influencer, one million likes per photo, that sh Molly May is going to be making serious money, double the, double the amount of money that Anton's going to be making. A lot of people are saying perhaps that's why he's jealous because she's gotten all of this support despite, despite you know, because um, obviously with the whole tweets and stuff, maybe Anton with the whole tweet situation, the newspaper headlines, maybe Anton might have assume that Molly was not liked by the public and now he's coming up he's seeing you know the amount of support that she has Paul is polarizing the amount of support that he has he's probably jealous I definitely think so a lot of people say you know girls are very jealous but I think that men are can be just as jealous as women and sometimes even more jealous and uh, there's still a few people that are saying that they can't stand Molly May of course everyone's entitled to their opinion but I just feel like at the height of it, the amount of hate was unnecessary. But I think it's definitely calmed down now. But what are we guys' opinion on Molly May? I never hated the girl and I just feel like, yeah, she was a bit fake, but I feel like who wasn't in that house? And I feel like in the reunion, she, she carried herself very maturely 
And compared to Anton, you could just see that, you know, and Molly May is coming out of this situation as a better person and in a, and as, and in a better position in life. Though a lot of people are calling Danny out for being a liar and basically waffling on the show. Obviously, he was doing a lot of waffling on the show when people were asking him the important questions. And a lot of people are saying that, you know, nobody really cares about him and Jordan. And I've seen one or two tweets saying that people are being a bit too harsh on Danny and that he should be entitled to a second chance. What are we thinking? Do we still think that Danny is trash? Do we still feel like the criticism is warranted or do you feel like people just need to let it go? A lot of people are kind of calling out Jordan for being fake. A lot of people are saying, no, like, what are you doing when you're saying, you know, let's all be friends. Like, why would you one day want to be friends with you? And a lot of people are saying that the criticism towards Jordan is quite harsh and that she's bending over backwards to be gracious personally I think that is fake and I personally think she's being very shady and I feel like she was trying to send for my girl your one day so yeah I think she's fake but what do you think do you feel like Jordan generally wants to be nice to everybody and wants everyone to be friends and kumbaya or do you feel like she's being fake there's a lot of support for Amber obviously I wasn't really expecting any negativity for her a lot of people loved how she made a face when Greg was saying how Michael was this good guy and a lot of people are saying that they really want to see like an Amber and Greg spin-off and I've seen you know a few people still shipping Ovi and Amber together and feel like maybe in the future they'll get together I already said my piece on that I don't think they'll get together but what do you guys, are there still some Ovi and Amber shippers out there? And what do you think the future will be for Amber and Greg? From what I've seen, I feel like they're not going to last very long. They might last, but not very long. I just feel like as soon as Amber, Amber's just going to be way too busy for a relationship with all the opportunities coming her way and that the relationship will just naturally fall apart, basically. Well, what do you guys think? And do you feel like Amber is going to get her own spin-off show? I definitely think she is. There's less hate for Michael online than there usually is. A lot of people are still basically saying that he's trash. And a lot of people are basically saying that he's jealous of Greg or he's obsessed with Greg because he's always in like Greg's story or always puts Greg in his story. Um, yeah, I do think it's weird that they have a friendship to be honest. Um, but anyway, I have seen an article basically saying that um, at the wrap-up party, he kissed Nabila, who was in Casa Ramor, and Joanna in the same night. And there's actually pictures of, of them. So now there's that drama there. I don't know. It's all very weird, all very sticky. I don't really care. I think Joanna is stupid if she generally wants to be with Michael. I'm hoping that she's smart enough to just be using him for PR. But if she genuinely does like Michael, then she's just stupid. And, you know, I don't really care about her that much to be invested in this. And I don't really care about Michael that much to be invested in this. But that's just some tea there. I just feel like Michael is just going to enjoy his fuckboy life for as long as he can. It's quite mixed for Anna on Twitter. Some people are saying that they love her. Some people are still saying that they don't like her. I, I love my girl Anna. She can be annoying at times, but I love my girl Anna. Some people are saying that they think Jordan and Anna are going to get back together or at least, like, have sex with each other. What are you guys thinking? I feel like there's definitely still some sexual chemistry there, 
But I don't think they're going to get back together, like, together, together. I think maybe they might see each other at night a couple times a week, you know, for the first few weeks. Um, but I think eventually it's going to fizzle out. Most of the tweets on Jordan are basically everybody rinsing his outfit. A lot of people are ironically saying he's got style. And a lot. Of, I've seen somebody say that he looks like a Turkish bartender. And I feel like at least the Turkish bartenders would have the decency to wear, at the very least, a dark coloured belt. I don't think they'd wear a white belt with an all-black outfit. But what are you guys thinking? Do you feel like do you feel like Jordan's a little fashionista going on or do you feel like he needs to consult with a stylist? Oh, your one date's quite mis mixed. I expected it. I expected people to be calling her, you know, bitter and she needs to get over it and all of these things, yada, yada, yada. I've heard it before, especially when it's coming from your one day, a black girl kind of feeding into the narrative. And, oh, of course, a lot of people are saying that, you know, they were, you know they're not here for the slander and they're not here from you know, people policing her reactions and her emotions. And like I said before, I feel like she's perfectly entitled to feel a type of way about Danny and to express it how she how she did. I personally wouldn't have wouldn't have perhaps been so aloof, but then again I'm not your one day, so therefore I can't police her for feelings. I think her feelings were valid and she can express them however she wants to express them. I've also seen a few tweets saying that they're upset that Ovi left, that your one day left before Ovi came in and they could have seen them as the power couple, obviously two dark-skinned black people together. Um, but yeah, what do you think? Do you feel like you could have seen your one day and Ovi together? And do you feel like them together would have been a successful couple? Because they're both Nigerian. So what are, you, what are you guys thinking? And do you feel like your one day was doing too much at the reunion? Or do you feel like, she was entitled to feel a type of way towards Danny. So yeah, that is the very end of my Love Island 2019 podcast. It's back in January in South Africa, 2020. That's going to definitely be interesting. And yeah, let me know your thoughts on this year's um, series. I definitely think it was one of the worst seasons I think it was the worst season, to be honest. Out of, compared to all of the rest of the seasons, I think this is the worst seasons. I feel like they had good characters, but I just feel like there should have been better characters to complement the characters that did have. I feel like there was so much drama this season, but I just feel like something just didn't click. Like, there, there was a lot of, like, bitchiness and cattiness, cattiness and drama, but there wasn't enough fun to counterbalance that. Because I feel like... In the other seasons, yes, there was drama, but there was also fun to watch. Like, the people were funny, like, hilarious. And we didn't get that this season. So, yeah, what do you think was missing from the season? Or do you did you enjoy the season? Do you feel like this was the best season so far? What are we thinking? Or if you feel like this is the worst season yet, why do you think it was? I feel like there were some strong players in there, but I feel like as an assemb assembled cast, it was quite weak. But I'm not real. I can't really say what I would have changed and it, what I would have changed to make it better. So if you feel like you can put your finger on what needed to be changed, please let me know. Are any of you planning to apply for for Love Island next year? Let me know. And yeah, again, thank you to everyone who has supported my podcast um, on all the platforms that is on Spotify, Apple, 
Apple Podcast, on Anchor FM, and on YouTube. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe to my channel. I really appreciate it. I'm literally two away from 310 subscribers. So if you could subscribe to my channel, I'd really appreciate it. So yeah, until next time, until the next podcast or video, if you're on YouTube, bye. And if you're not watching this on YouTube and you want to subscribe to my YouTube channel, it's also called The Shannon Show. Okay, I'm going now. Bye.